to Andrew Kelleher at JMI Wealth for a look at the morning business news and the GDT results are down a bit, actually, from uh, the previous event, down five overall. Yeah, that's right, Tim. Good morning. Um, yeah, the global dairy trade auction overnight, not not an unexpected fall, uh, but I think it's a bit weaker than, than maybe was, you know, was forecast. So, yes, at the headline level, the global dairy trade price index has fallen 5% over, overnight and really... Now that index has been in a downtrend since uh, since March actually. So in the last nine auctions, only one of those auctions has produced a positive outcome in the price index. So I think I'm going to go out on a limb here, Tim, and I think we can now comfortably call that a trend. Um, looking at the individual commodities, whole milk powder down 5.1%, but the real loser this auction was skim milk powder, which fell 8.6%. Now, a little bit of background here, um, Tim. We, we are seeing a general um, price weakness in soft commodities, so in you know in food, and we've discussed this over the last couple of weeks, but um, food prices under are generally around the world under a bit of pressure and coming off their recent highs. There were increased volumes at this auction as well, which would have played a role, but whole milk, futures pricing um, over the sort of since the last auction were suggesting that this was going to we were going to see the price fall now I've made the point sort of a number of times as we worked through this sort of trend over the last few months that although the price was weakening the absolute levels that prices were still at was, was sort of quite high so sort of somewhat sanguine about the auction weakness but that that logic I suppose that level of comfort obviously gets shaken as the sell-off goes further. Now, the underlying fundamentals here of supply and demand over the next year seem supportive of the price, but I think as, if this goes much further, then some of those sort of $10 farm gate milk price forecasts, mm. I think they're going to come under a little bit more scrutiny. Uh, and we'll be asking, of course, as the day goes on to see whether there'll be any revision there. Let's always, as we do always say, go the farmers. Yeah. Uh, regardless of that, the U.S. earnings season, what's the early story? Yeah, so we're getting into the swing of things now in this, the second quarter U.S. earnings, uh, U.S. company earnings season. So this is where company report their second quarter results. They give us guidance over the rest of the year. Um, and there's arguably, I, I think at, the, at this stage, a sort of an elevated level of scrutiny on this reporting season because of the way the markets have been But uh, lately. But Put simply, Tim, as investors, we look at valuations. Are they saying that, that shares are generally expensive or are they well-priced? Well, at a high level, valuations are looking more attractive than they were. Uh, and valuations are a product of sort of price and earnings. Now, the price levels have fallen, but there's still some uncertainty over how much company earnings will be impacted by things like expectations of slowing growth. We've got very weak business confidence, weak consumer confidence. So the earnings, this earnings season should lift the curtain on some of those issues. Now, how's it going so far? So what have we learned? Well, we, we got a taste of the potential volatility. Um, if I go back to the sort of night before last, the markets were, were looking pretty good. They're all positive. Then we had a Bloomberg report came out that Apple in their uh, report was going to cut hiring and spending. That prompted a sort of big turnaround in the market. And that's the, the type of challenge that we're going to see through this earnings season. Now, balanced against that, though, over the last couple of days, we've had a great earnings announcement from Goldman Sachs. They had a lot more trading revenue. That followed mixed results from other the other big banks, people like JP Morgan Chase and Morgan Stanley. Now, overnight now, we're looking at quite strong U.S. markets. I mean, the three major U.S. indices are all up over 2%. 
So very strong. And they've been roaring back as the market evaluates the latest sort of earnings reports overnight. Uh, Johnson Johnson, Lockheed Martin, the big financial services company, Truist Financial. Johnson Johnson beat their earnings forecast, but they did cut their full year sales and profit outlook. And the strong US dollar is an important factor there. I think the share market to some degree will look through that dollar impact, focus more on domestic demand. IBM went the other way. They were hit by lots of uh, Russian, uh, the Russian business, but We've got Netflix after the US market closed. Later this week, Tesla, Twitter. They have got one of these odd situations here, Tim, though. I think the investors are really primed for disappointment, so they could be easily pleased. All right. Um, a quick blat through the numbers, please. Well, check this out. The Dow Jones is up almost 700 points, uh, 31759, up 2.2%. Uh, the S&P 500 even stronger. It's up 100 points, but that's 2.6% at the moment, 3931. And the Nasdaq up 341 points, a 3% gain on the Nasdaq at the moment, 11,701. Uh, overnight, the FTSE 100 up 73, 7296. That's a 1% gain. Uh, the Nikkei 73 points, 26961. Uh, the Shanghai Composite was up one point overnight, 3279. Uh, the Aussies lost 38 points on the ASX 200 yesterday, 6649 was the close there, and the NZX 50 was barely changed, 11,162 uh, yesterday. On the currencies, Kiwi dollars a little bit stronger, 0.6224 against the US, 0.9018 Aussie, 0.6081 Euro, 0.5188 pounds, 86 against the yen, $1,711 is the gold price, and Brent crude $107.30. Very good. We'll talk tomorrow. Andrew Kelleher at JMI Wealth.